All right, everyone, I want you to stand up right now. Take out your phones. Take a selfie with your neighbor. It's time to get social. Welcome to the preview episode of Amazing Race 28 of the UR Team Number Podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me for our ninth Amazing Race season are the Canadian whose hobbies include blogging about old Amazing Race seasons, duh, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. And the lady whose hobbies include multiple red wines, Michelle Pierce-Denneman. <laughs> Morning. See, as you've correctly predicted, Sky Goddess was a um, a choice for me, and there was another one. Oh, creating the Crayola colour. Jeez, I know. I knew you would. I thought they'd be too obvious, so I went, I went for multiple red wines. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be here all season talking and struggling through talking about Major Race 28 by the look of things, and Ben will probably be joining us at some point, but let's be honest, he's probably asleep. So yeah, who knows? And this season looks dire, for want of a better word. Not only does it look dire, but it also looks very white this season, too. Yeah, it's like they saw the Oscars controversy and went, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hashtag Tarso White. I think this might be the least diverse cast they've ever put together. I can't think of any other season where there's only one minority team, or let alone have, out of the 22 racers, only have two out of 22 be minorities. Hey, Erin said that she's Indian in her bio. one one Pretty much. <laughs> the, the great thing is that spoilers for later in the podcast I don't think Cameron and Darius are going to be that long for the race anyway so it's going to be a very white end game I suspect uh, so shall we start with the kind of twists of the season the main one of which we did reference in the last season's episode which is the virtual start line every team gets an email with a video clip from Phil saying come to Mexico your race starts now go that's one way to save money and apparently they are all flying from different airports and um, they all have to leave Mexico City's airport at the same time, basically. I'd hate to be the first ones there just to be stuck there being all, you know, in a nerve-wracked state for hours and hours waiting for everyone else to get there. And on the plus side, we do have three new countries, two of which have been visited in international seasons, Colombia and Georgia. Georgia, of course, being responsible for one of my favourite Hammerot's tasks ever. And... Charla and Mirna's favourite, Armenia. Yay. So will Charla and Mirna be the pit stop greeters when they go to Armenia? Oh, we can hope. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> the bet be some sort of Charla and Mirna throwback. I'll be so disappointed. And the race course is over 27,000 miles long, apparently, which, if I remember correctly, is about 8,000 shorter than last season. I think last season was 35. Yes, I think that's what Justin yelled out at the end. Yes, 35,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does anyone not know that? (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to begin with one of my favourite slash least favourite bios in Erin and Jocelyn. And oh my god, I was cringing at this bio. Before we get into any team, I must say that I did do, for Canada 3's preview episode, I did do a blog post to go with it called Biographical Mistakes on 
the uh, Reality TV Warriors blog. And I am going to post the link in this podcast as well because people need to read this before they go on because there are so many awful things in these bios. Like the repeated use of the word duh. Duh travel, duh Instagram, duh bears. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) The most interesting thing is the random emphasis on some of the words that they... Capital letters. (laughs) Is it just me or does Aaron look like one of the the Olsen twins? A little. Aaron does anyway. Not, Not Jocelyn so much, but Aaron's like, oh, there's... You know, Mary Kate or Ashley Olsen. Uh, wonder if she's going to be in the, you know, the Full House remake. So they are work friends because I refuse to call them BFFs or work wives. Sounds like a reality show that they would have on like TLC. You know, you have sister wives, you have work wives. It all goes together well. Mob wives is a real one as well with big hands. <laughs> so work wives, what their husbands work together, do they? No, I think they're just that good friends at work that they're work wives. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and they are from North Carolina and California, respectively. And Erin cries all the time, so that might be good TV. And Erin's hobbies include Instagram, duh. <laughs> Do you think they got together and um, decided to just put the word duh into every single one of their hobbies? Because <laughs> Jocelyn says travel, duh. And Logan blogs, duh. And Michelle teaches, duh. <laughs> And Let's talk Jocelyn's... about the Crayola Crayon. Yes. Yeah, she named a Crayola Crayon. Duh. Tickle me pink. So when I hear that, all I can think of is pretty woman, knee-high boots, and an elevator. So, and Jocelyn named, named it that color when she was 12, which kind of raises eyebrows if she's making a reference to a pretty woman at the age of 12. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> The Crayola marketing scheme must be must really like uh, Julia Roberts, I guess. Yeah, not only is it really inappropriate that a twelve-year-old came up with Tickle Me Pink, but also that Crayola, a seemingly family company, approved this. We gotta cater to the hooker market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell Ben's influence isn't here. Ben would have shot that down. <laughs> and did you notice what Erin Erin's greatest accomplishment was? Um, uh, no. In fact, she listed three because she is an oversharer, and none of them were particularly interesting because I did not write any of them down. Neither did I, so... And, of course, Erin does overuse capital letters because she married the best man in the world. The whole entire world. Other than if it were the country of Ireland, according to her bio, she's in Ireland, then then the husband gets ditched, most likely. And one of the things that excites Erin about travelling is meeting her fans. And given that I have no clue who most of these people are, there is one person in this cast who I know and really don't like. And yeah, I don't think she's going to be having many fans come up and say, are you Erin from that site that no one's ever heard of? You know what she should do is if like the camera operator and the sound guy goes off to take a bathroom break, Aaron should just go to a local, pay them 20 bucks, and just say, okay, when the camera crew gets back, can you just come up to me and say that you know me and that you're a big fan? (laughs) And their biggest fear is a cliche klaxon-inducing, we need to beat guys who are bigger and stronger than us. We're so worried about that. Jeez, jeez, jeez. And Erin also thinks that Africa is a country, and she's not the only person in this cast to think that. Here we go again. She'll cry tears of joy over the elephants. At least it's not the lions from last season, because then the fans would be a bit more uh, <laughs> would be a bit more uh, angry. 
the country question is one of my favourites because it just displays how stupid some people are. And that they all have a DVD of The Amazing Race 22 because all uh, pretty much half the teams mention Bora Bora. Yeah, because quite a few people say, my country that I want to go to most is Africa. Yeah, about that. Despite Survivor's best effort, yeah, Africa isn't one country. There are more than one country in Africa. In fact, Africa has more countries than any other continent in the world. And Jocelyn's job title includes the word influencer, so she's now going to be named Kilgrave from Jessica Jones, because he was an influencer. And I'm really disappointed that neither of you have seen that, because that joke was written for Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Kilgrave has the power of mind control, basically. And he makes people do awful things. Like name Crayola Crayons Tickle Me Pink? Pink. Stuff like telling someone to cut out their own hearts with a pair of scissors. Well, this podcast just took a drastic turn. Yes. And they both uh, pra- uh, praise their own weirdness, or weird, or uh, be just being weird, or according to Jocelyn, she's also gregarious. Jocelyn apparently is the only person ever to be accused of drooling in her bio as well. Erin says that her pet peeve about Jocelyn is that she drools a lot. What's that about? Are we going to say that? Do we have to say that? I'm just imagining her being some sort of Great Dane that just slobbers everywhere now. <laughs> I wonder if Jocelyn also likes using Downey cleaning products. Why? Because well, in her bio, she's, she's from a town called Downey, California. Off of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Robert Downey Jr., that's true. Good old RDJ, minus, minus the cocaine part. Anything else to say about... Oh, uh, influencer and work wives. What is that? Oh god, what's their hashtag? Is their hashtag going to be work wives? I hope not. Because I might very well cut myself. <laughs> uh, my prediction for them is that they are going to finish in 10th place. I know zero spoilers for this season, so I, I feel good. I don't think they'll get above midway. I hope they'll survive a while because doing the word duh is going to become very fun all season and probably wind a lot of people up when I continue to say it. Is Jocelyn just going to say duh all the time and drool on each leg? <laughs> I would hate to be the team that loses to her uh, at this rate. Duh, boss. How old are they? 30s. They're in their 30s. Aaron is 31 and Jocelyn's 33. Come on, Michelle. You should know that. They're 31 and 33. Duh. (laughs) And they're in a tip-top shape, like the tip-top from Diddy Kong Racing, if I'm not mistaken. So our next team are another female-female team, and it's Marty and Hagen. No, not Hagen, the handsome bush pilot. Haley, calm your beans. I thought Marty, judging by your picture, was 15 or like 12. Hagen, you mean? No, no, Marty. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they look similar in age to me. I was, I was really thrown off by them. They are a Texan mother and daughter, and Marty has one of the best job titles of all time. Actually, can I just ask, does the company actually give them those titles, or is she giving it to herself? I think she's giving it to herself, but... I don't really Jeez, care. That's worse. That's worse. <laughs> because Sky Goddess is such a great, great one. <laughs> the Smile High Club. I, you know what? I'm a child goddess then. Seriously. I am pretty sure that Sky Goddess is a Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> Skyward Goddess? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and obviously Marty's hobbies include working out, obviously. She's a, she's a these... home mom, isn't she? When she's not flying around the skies. I don't think she's flying that much. Or she, I don't know. Well, she's part of the Smile High Club, so I don't know. Dare I ask what the requirements for being in the Smile High Club are, Logan? That you smile... 
several thousands of feet in the air. Like perm smile. Yes. And apparently you have to lose, uh, you have to lose your virginity too. But anyways. Um, well, smiling. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then Marty also makes a comment that the only reason why she doesn't want to go to prison is that she won't look good in orange. Oh, okay. I've written that down. We've got someone who is uh, who totally does not know about the rest of the world because I think I'm pretty sure in in uh, only in America do they wear orange in prison. I don't know of anywhere else that does. You've never been to just... too many prisons when traveling around the world, Michael. I've been to one prison on my travels around the world, and that was Al- Alcatraz. Uh, that was Alcatraz. Yes. <laughs> There's no inmates here. There. That was really interesting, actually, but. Even in the States, they they used to not even wear orange, because if you play Monopoly, the guy in the Get Out of Jail Free card is wearing a black and white outfit. He's just French, so he's not actually uh, in jail. Oh, okay. What you can't see is if, if you actually were face-on to him, he has a row of garlic around his neck, and a berry, and a baguette. <laughs> so what we gather from that comment is that she's pretty world ignorant and we can get some funny things out of her probably later on there are so many ignorant people who have never seen this race before in this season i guarantee it i will be impressed if more than three teams have actually seen an episode of the amazing race before they went to sequester hmm. they just watched the bora bora episode from amazing race 22 and that was the extent I thought, of their yes feeling. that looks lovely <laughs> let's go there there's the <laughs> someone later on who says that they knew amazing race went to africa last season which means that they were probably cast and then went, ah, crap, I've got to watch The Amazing Race as much as I can. I'll watch the one that's airing at the moment. And that was probably a Zambia or Zimbabwe leg. And Hagen is most scared of flying, apparently. This is going to be gold. She does know what show she's on, right? I hope they get her in the planes. I am pretty sure that you can't win The Amazing Race by going via a boat or a coach, unless it's China Rush. And even then, it's touch and go. Is she just going to be like Marge Simpson on the plane, just going up and down the aisle saying, let me off, let me off, let me off? So I'm assuming she hasn't actually been anywhere because she also said there's so much to see outside of Texas. She didn't even say out of the States. So we've got a mother and daughter team who are totally world ignorant and should be fun. There are a lot of very young people in this cast as well. Yeah, a lot of people are even younger than me. There's... Two 19-year-olds, which I believe has not been seen since Katie, off of Brent. So that's quite impressive that they really, really, really went young and really, really, really want to try and get young people to watch this show again. And then, you, well, the thing is, is that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with 19-year-olds being on the race. I mean, we've had Hamilton, Michaela, and Amazing Race Canada recently, but they had traveled to dozens of countries and and both of them had a compelling and in-depth backstory with the younger people we have in this cast there's none of that whatsoever no i mean i can't remember how young hagen is 22 i knew she was one of the youngest of the cast i know for a fact that uh, that it is blair and Cameron, I think, who are 19? I don't think it's Blair. I think Blair's 22 as well. It's the son from the mother-son team that's 19, Cole. But yeah, two 19-year-olds, that hasn't happened in forever. I mean, ignoring Canada, where, like you said, Hamilton and Michaela had a lot of uh, experience for their (laughs) young years. And also they sacrifice themselves for Nick and Sabrina, so we love them dearly. But younger races don't really have a good record with Amazing Race in the US, at least recently. Yeah, like we've talked about this before, but young racers in the US version tend to have 
way less life experience compared to younger racers from other international versions. And where do you see Marty and Hagen placing? They will be the team that goes before the drooler. <laughs> so you think mm-hmm. 11 then? Yes, I think we're going to see them first out because neither of them come off very competitive. The mother at the end of the bio, her last thing is, is that she said that she thinks the contestants are an awesome group of people. So she's not even trying to size anybody else up whatsoever. And then the daughter is annoyed by, hates how nice her mom is to other people. And that the only other piece of competitive language they have is that all they want to do is just do their best. Like, winning isn't even on the agenda for them. So what you're saying is, despite the fact that Marty obviously works out, they're going to go out first? I think so. I think bottom... Oh, bottom third. Yeah, I can't see them doing that well. So next up is our favourite team of the entire season. Uh, Jessica and Brittany are Instagram models. AKA CBS had 10 teams locked in and went, can we really go for this? I know she's got 29,000 followers, but that's more than most people who are going to watch this show. That's more followers than Marty has, because Marty just has her three kids following her on Twitter. Yeah, but Marty's video has been viewed like billions of times so she gets a pass so jessica and Brittany are instagram models and best friends from iowa and florida and jessica gets the record for the season of putting the least in her bio those were yeah shorter answers than dane and amanda two-thirds of her answers are five words or less which is very impressive When we are doing this sort of a podcast, we need a lot of information, which is why I recommend that everyone reads what I have to say about biographical mistakes and actually putting information that, yeah, there's a danger of word farting everything, but give us information so we can get your personality and not think that you are just boring as hell. Um, Their biggest achievements all had to do with beauty pageants or their looks, I suppose. And I mean, that's their job, but... They haven't achieved anything else that's apart from their looks. It just, I don't know, I I found it a bit sad. Yeah, beauty queens don't necessarily have a bad record. I mean, Brooke off of Claire was a uh, beauty queen and she's awesome. Mallory, awesome. Valerie and Bogdana, still equal record holders for a number of leg wins in a row. Casey, third place isn't bad. Dustin and Candice. Miss California, everyone. But all those people had like some sort of compelling backstory to them with these two yeah with these two like they don't reference anything from their personal lives that gives you some sort of scope as to who they are i mean yeah like with Brittany, her biggest accomplishment was being fourth runner up in miss usa 2014 she's so essentially her biggest accomplishment is being the Kenton Vixen of domestic pageantry. But Brittany is the interesting one of the team because she is most scared of being in a Liam Neeson film and her hobbies include the wonderful laser tag which means that if, <laughs> she, if she was not on Amazing Race and was instead on Vias de Mall, she would fit in perfectly. Yes, laser tag. That was the best thing for her life. de Mall loves laser tag and I'm saying this because I know Logan has been watching this season of Vias de Mall. Finally, I've got Logan to watch Dutch Mall with me. And they love a laser tag game. There is always at least one laser tag game a season. And this season's one was amazing. Just Ellie was glorious in that. And Michelle, you need to watch this program. I know. I have been. I know. You trusted my recommendation on... Um, Hunted. Which was awesome. <laughs> and I went from that platform again yesterday, by the way, just to 
tell you. Logan has been watching that. I'm not going to say what the platform's um, in relation to unless he's seen that episode yet, but I did go from that platform. I went from platform three yesterday. Oh, God, that platform thing, I was screaming. Oh, you need to get back into this, Logan. So good. So that I have an excuse to cover American Hunted when it comes on later in the year. Yes. And Jessica and Brittany are both worried about getting directions. Yeah. They're going to be out early. I think so, too. It doesn't look like it's a, a strong season for all female <laughs> teams. Yeah. But, like, even like with Jessica, you said that her answers were, like, five words or less. But even in some of her answers, she tries to phrase it to be as long as possible. Like, instead of saying her occupation is that she's a model, instead she put, oh, smiling for the camera. Like, she added in two extra words just to extend the length of her bio. I actually think that production probably said to her, come on, please give us something. So she went back and added two words. Yeah, And the most interesting word was the town where she's from called Oskaloosa. That does sound like some sort of Canadian town. No, it's actually what what you call Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of an Oscar ceremony in Oscaloosa. It sounds like the sort of place that uh, Amazing Race Canada would visit when they pay them $50,000 just to get Alex Trebek there. Um, so our next team, the one that I've been dreading... Well, I predict that they will finish in 8th. Eight. 8th place is where they'll be. We'll see all three all-female teams out in the bottom four. It's shocking. They're all so weak-sounding. I don't know. They might surprise us, but I doubt it. There's one team that I've been dreading talking about since the cast was revealed, because I know Tyler Oakley, he's... Just an awful person. So, yay! We get to have to put up with him. So why do you say that, Michael? Why do you say that? Every single time I've seen him on any television program, he's appeared on a program over here called Virtually Famous a couple of times, and he's just so... He's basically the Frankie Grande of Amazing Race. He wants everything to be about him, and if it isn't about him, he pouts. And he also did a video called Diversity Sucks, if I'm not mistaken. He did, and Ben really doesn't like him because he's openly uh, transphobic as well, apparently. So yay, he's going to be a lovely person and he's probably going to be around all season because production obviously want him to stick around because he has the most followers of anyone on this cast. And also, Tylers always win. There has been zero Tylers who have been cast on the US Amazing Race who have not won the season. So by default, we have to crown them the winners. (laughs) Yay! Oh, jeez. I do find it impressive that he raised $1 million for suicide prevention. Yeah. But uh, not if, on the other hand, he's uh, not a very nice person. And Tyler's hobbies include red wines. <laughs> and they are both uh, scared of unintentionally disrespecting other cultures. They do not give a toss about intentionally doing it, though. A lot of teams put that down. I was actually going to talk about that and do a blog post about it. But with social media people... They're hyper uh, self-aware of their image and how they try to get perceived because that's pretty much their whole job. So a lot of contestants, I've never really seen this before, but a lot of contestants wrote that as their biggest fear in the bio. And I haven't really seen any team write that in their bio from previous seasons. So what that tells me is that all these teams are very, very, very concerned about how they come across on television because mm. if they come across negatively, they might, you know, lose their chance at, at their next big break. But if they come off positively or be viewed as entertainment value, then, you know, suddenly this career of theirs is going to skyrocket. Which, of course, means that U-turns won't get used and that probably the Double Express Pass will come back and I will want to stab myself in the face. Hey, Michael, you might need the money that Tyler raised by the sounds of it. (laughs) And, you know, they're all in control of their own, of how people perceive them at the moment. 
and then they're at the mercy of CBS and what they're going to do to them. So you never know. That's true. That could get very heated between production and the contestants very quickly after the episodes start airing. On the plus side, Corey does say that he's a super fan, apparently. And he has posted in the one of the Facebook groups online quite a bit. Has he? I did not know that. Corey Cole, yeah. He's posted in the Amazing Race Fans Facebook group. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to have to be careful what I post in South Fans now, aren't I? Mind you, I can, just, I can delete the post if necessary. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> when one of the hints for this podcast is going to be, who is basically Satan? So how do you see Tyler and Corey doing? I think Tyler Oakley will be the first Tyler to lose the Amazing Race. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that defeat will come in the form of second place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm thinking more like fourth. I don't know why. I'm resigned to the fact that they are going to be sticking around. Because they both have way more experience, or at least Tyler does, it seems like, has way more experience overall compared to almost every other team in this cast. So I feel like that's going to be enough to keep them at the top of the game for most, if not the entire season. If anyone in this season is going to get a Robin Amber style, oh, can we help you? I'm a big fan of yours. It's going to be Tyler Oakley. The thing is, I have never heard of this guy before. Like, his name didn't even ring a bell, nothing. Like, all these 22 people, it's like, who the hell are these guys? And from this moment onwards, we're not going to call him Tyler Oakley. He's Tokels, because that's the name that we uh, gave him before the season. Tokels! So the next team up is uh, Cameron and Darius, who are brothers from Tennessee, where the whiskey flows like wine and the meth labs are divine. (laughs) What's that from? (laughs) Stephen Lynch's song called Tennessee. I'll send it to you afterwards. It's awesome. Oh, okay. Cam might have the best description for himself. What, hotter in person? Yes. Yes, hotter (laughs) in person. Yeah, my three words for him, he sounds cocky. But he does unicycling, so I think he might be quite fit. So yeah, Cameron is 19, and Darius is 22, and Cameron's hobbies include longboarding, sadly not paddleboarding in his backyard canals. And unicycling, (laughs) like, has he ever played Uniracers, you think, for Super Nintendo? I doubt it. The game is older than him, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, he's probably too young. (laughs) This is the sort of uh, situation where I can go, in my day, we played these games. We played Uniracers, and, and, there were in, and there was supposed to be a sequel, but then Steve Jobs decided to be a huge jerk and sue Nintendo. And did you see what Cameron's reason for being on the race was? To have an excuse to not text back, which is would be oh, my excuse. Yes. Why don't you just give, not give your number out to as many people, or say three magic words? Like in the bio, sorry, I'm busy. And does anyone know who Mac DeMarco is? I, Mark DeMarco, I, I don't know who that guy is either. I, I, did you want to Google him right now? I am very curious. I Googled him earlier, but I still am none the wiser. But I am better informed. He's a singer, apparently. Never heard of him. No stage what? name given for him or anything? No stage name? Nope, it's Mac DeMarco. And Darius is most worried about their lack of world knowledge compared to other teams. I don't think he needs to worry too much. But... That answer just proves something that is awful about this sort of the season, which is that they know each other already, so no one's going to turn on each other. There's not going to be any rivalries. It's going to be bland, unless someone goes fun and thinks, sod it, I don't care about my reputation, I'm going to have fun. Apparently, Cam is not diplomatic. If anyone's willing to risk his reputation, it may very well be the 19-year-old in the cast. 
which could be fun. Are they going to survive long enough to be able to do that? <laughs> well, I project them finishing seventh. I think as long as if they can get past the drooler, they might have a shot at at stirring up some trouble. <laughs> Hashtag drooler. I love how Jocelyn doesn't even have a name anymore. It's just the drooler. I think they might do quite well. Dare I say top three? I oh, I don't know. I might be pushing it. As long as they swap with Tyler Oakley or no Tokels, then. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be all good. Can you imagine if we say all this stuff and then they go out first? Oh, oh the drool uh-huh. will run past him, slobbering all her, all the way back. <laughs> when she drools, is it like Homer Simpson? Like, mm, forbidden donut. Why would you say that about you, for God's sake? Anyway, it's like a great Dane. She just slobbers everywhere. <laughs> She'll be in the next Argentina leg. Exactly. Or the next Denmark leg is p- part of the grease for trying to hump uh, <laughs> Phil. Just Photoshop her on, on uh, Bull Rushing Jim and Misty. <laughs> uh, so the, <laughs> the next team is Bernie and Ashley. And they are a dating couple from Austin, Texas. Why couldn't it have been the angry video game nerd as the video gaming community representative? I would have loved it if it was James Rolfe and uh, Mike Matai for this race. I like Bernie and Ashley. I think they're probably my favourite team in the cast, but that's not saying much, let's be honest. It's like they're going for Dave and Laurie 2.0. And they both work for Rooster Teeth. He created it, and she runs the Know and Informational brand of content for them. And he makes the joke that two of his three words to describe himself are forgetful. Hmm. And his biggest fear about travelling is when the in-flight movies don't work. He'll never be able to watch The Last Holiday. He'll get two-thirds of the way through Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever's on there and go, oh, I don't know how this ends. (laughs) I think it's refreshing that he actually wants to go to India or China. Whether he's going to get the chance is not going to happen because they were both in last season, but... I like how his hobbies are gaming and watching gaming. Well, he knows his market. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that's his job as well. And she is scared of being stranded with no resources. So it's probably for the best that she's not in Survivor then. Or be stuck with Aaron and Jocelyn. <laughs> well, at least they'd have a source of uh, drinking water from Jocelyn's to rule. <laughs> oh, I really hope Aaron and Jocelyn stick around uh. just so we can keep making these jokes. Duh. <laughs> Duh, um, boss, I'm drooling. Duh. <laughs> with uh, Ashley, she said one of her words to describe herself as geeky. And I was thinking... Isn't that sort of implied on a season where everyone is part of social media? Isn't Doesn't that sort of cancel you out with the other 21 racers? I'm not sure, because some of these social media moguls, in inverted commas, are, are stretching the definition a little bit. If I was casting a social media season, I would not expect to have someone in there with 29,000 followers. Yeah. And... Ashley is apparently late wherever they go. It's probably because she's choosing a special headband. And apparently he is better at just about everything than her, which would cause problems if she didn't like him so much. Aww. And they are one of the only teams who seem like they've actually seen Amazing Race before, and not when they were forced to. So yay. How do you expect they're going to go on? Oh, well, God, can we as... say that everyone goes off together like, like everyone's in the bottom half? It's going to be a triple elimination like <laughs> It's going to have the most non-elimination legs. It's going to have seven non-elimination legs and then just triple <laughs> eliminations every other time. Sorry, Logan. How do you really think they're going to go? Um, well, Ashley said that, that Bernie's better at everything. So if they lift the roadblock rule uh, restriction this season, then they could win. 
But if the restriction is still in place where it actually has to do some of the roadblocks, then altogether, I think they will finish in fifth place. And our next team, which is another one that Ben hates, so I'm really disappointed he's not here, is Sherry and Cole. Oh, no! I've given them a name. I've given them a name. They're the Colgate team. When they're both smiling, all you can see is teeth. Does this sound familiar? They are a mother-son team from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder what they're going to try and recreate there. Maybe they were begging for another Denise <laughs> and James Earl. But that mm-hmm. is not going to work out at all. I think Cole, Cole looks like he is the exact opposite of James Earl. What awful. Just a terrible <laughs> person. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because, I mean, I mean, of course, yeah, he's 19 as well. But again, just it just sounds like just zero life experience. It's tough. I feel bad if I'm hard on hard on him at all because why? That's what we're here for. This is Los Santos. You have to be miserable to belong. I know, but he just just comes off. He's 19 on paper, but it just seems like he just hasn't adulted yet. Also, he's a Vine star. He doesn't even come up with anything more than seven seconds. Does that mean that? He'll even be eliminated before Eric and Lisa, then, if he's a true Viner on The Amazing Race. They just quit after seven seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't film anymore. Oh, this is too much yeah, hard work. Get, like, they get to the clue box in Mexico City, and then he, like, trips and falls in, I don't know, falls somewhere and just quits right there. And then that incident is made into a Vine of its own. His biggest fear is apparently the Egyptian goddess of health, marriage, and wisdom, Isis. <laughs> Yeah. I did not have Cole pegged as a uh, Egyptian history buff. Neither did I. I more fear Osiris's shaft, but <laughs> Isis can be high up there itself. I knew for a fact that joke would be, you know. <laughs> and Cole apparently will not let um, Sherry say curse words. I've never heard of a child do that. I do wonder how um, how they're going to go on. Is she just going to be saying, like, oh, darn. Well, shucks. Or she just start, she just has a potty mouth the whole time, and then Cole's just trying to gives her like the Doctor Evil treatment, and be like, shh, shh, zip it, zip it, exhibit A. So, how do you think they're gonna go? They will finish just above the drooler in ninth place. <laughs> She's afraid of heights, so I really hope they do a height challenge. No, they're both afraid of heights. Oh, even better. She also fears being on a plane, too. We have multiple teams that are afraid of flying this season. Why do you sign up for the Amazing Race, then? Because you're obviously recruited. Way to get exposure, I guess. From one Viner to another, we've got Zach and Rachel. King! He's a magician and Viner from Portland, and she's self-employed, and they are married. And he has, for want of a better term, a badass hobby. He flies planes. For fun. That's awesome. It's not as boring as the other things. He won't be scared of flying, at least. That's right. That already puts you in the top seven of this season right there. And apparently he bites his nails and she is too organised. She's the organisation police. Because he wouldn't say the term organisation Nazi, probably. Yeah, especially when another bio references ISIS. It's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Oh, we forgot one of Cole's greatest hobbies. Trampolines. Did we mention the trampolines? We did not, though. You know that there's 19-year-olds in this cast... When one loves unicycles and the other loves trampolines. What's next? Is he going to like like skateboards or rollerblades? Pogs. <laughs> Pogs. God, they were. Oh, they're so old. Cole's hobbies include Pokemon cards. <laughs> Cole's Cole's greatest accomplishment in life is having a limited edition Charizard. 
And Cameron apparently has a Tamagotchi that he's bringing as his luxury item. <laughs> no, that's his partner for the race. And he is most scared of language barriers and being ripped off. And she's scared of being lost on her own in an international country. And Zach has the most cringeworthy line, I think, out of all the bios, where he says, We have many more amazing races called life. You know what I wrote? I wrote that they said it will be ra- they'll be racing for a stronger marriage and to get closer. And I just went, oh, God. I really hope an episode like, doesn't air on uh, Valentine's Day. No, but our podcast for the first episode should be out on Valentine's Day, assuming you can get home on time. Or if you're cold, it airs on Valentine's Day. And have you actually seen any of Zach's vines? Just out of interest. Because I saw a compilation that someone posted on one of the groups. Which vines does he do? He's the magician. Ah, uh, yeah, I have. He's the one who jumps into cars and yeah. goes down the Amazing. box in the stairs. I love them. I love them. I haven't seen Zach's vines because I don't have that long of an attention span. Yeah, seven seconds is a bit too long for you, isn't it, Logan? I've already moved on. So where do we see Zach and Rachel placing? Um, Winners? I think they'll be... Yeah, pretty f- up near the top. Top five? Yeah. I wouldn't hate it if they did well. They both have life experience. They both have clear goals. They see both seem to work hard and all and don't have any major weaknesses. Seem like they work well together, so winners. Yeah, there's worse off. They'll be the true kings of the- by the end of this season. And the next up is Scott and Blair. You never listen to me, Blair. I hope he says that. I will say the one video I've watched out of all the contestants prior to this podcast was Blair's What's in My Amazing Race Backpack, which I, love it, from what love I've it, heard, love Michelle loves. <laughs> Only because, you know, so many years I've been asking races, what do you put in your backpack? And they give like a one, two sentence response. And this time I got to see the whole damn thing. It was gold. See, this is the difference. I recommend intellectual programs like Hunted and Vias de Mall. Michelle recommends <laughs> Blair's What's in My Backpack? <laughs> It's very Dora the Explorer. <laughs> okay, I will recommend an intellectual program for you next time. Yeah, you've got two weeks to think about that, Michelle. <laughs> okay, I have a challenge. Yeah, they're a father and daughter team, also from Tennessee, and Scott is the only person who commits the biographical mistake of not coming up with anything to be scared of, even coming up with something obscure and he also says there is nothing to hate about his daughter just try please i said this during canada previews i said this during the 27 previews if you can't think of anything make up something his bio is the shortest i think on record his is even shorter than uh britney's britney and did you see what the country he wants to go to most was ethiopia which has not been seen on amazing race in over 20 seasons what the hell? And unfortunately was in the pretty much the second or worst season of all time. I suspect that Scott would not describe it as Ghetto Africa, at least. No, he probably wouldn't use the words Ghetto Africa to describe Ethiopia like Freddie and K.K. Kendra did. And she also apparently co-wrote two novels with her sister and spoke at Harvard about the power of social media, which is good for her. It sounds like she's actually fairly successful. And she uh, hates her father's chewing, so bring on a food challenge, please. She would hate the noise of Sabrina tasting the orange Julius. <laughs> and where do you see them placing? Uh, it's, I said somewhere in the middle. I said around sixth place. I can't. They're they're the wild cards for me because I don't know quite how Blair will do with 
the millions of things she's packed in her backpack. Yeah, is she going to ditch anything during the race course? She's going to have to. There's too much in there. And hopefully she doesn't quit over uh, her hatred of loud chewing or loud water gulping. Or it'd be funny if she has to hear the drooler if, if like the if the drooler drooling really uh, annoys her. I love how she's just adopted the nickname of uh, the drooler. <laughs> Actually, there was one funny thing with Blair's bio. Because in because uh, her dad Scott said, "Oh, I'd love to go to Ethiopia," and she said, "Well, I know my dad loves Germany," and then it's like, "Wow, you don't know anything about your own father prior to the race." Yeah, if this was blankety blank or Mister and Mrs., they would have lost straight away. Or twinning actually, twinning had that end game with that as well. Uh, so yeah, Dana and Matt are next up, and they are engaged dancers from New York and Virginia, which means that they probably do quite well in Amazing Race Canada, with all its choreography challenges. And Dana's hobbies include travelling and watching horror movies, which probably means that she wouldn't be able to travel without a horror movie, and she wouldn't be able to watch a horror movie without travelling. I think she'll be a good racer, because if she um, if she's a good traveller and, and nothing really scares her about other countries. Yeah, they do seem to be quite well travelled, which is nice. And they are one of a few teams also to put the word lol in multiple questions, which, you know, this isn't social media now, guys. That was what the water gulping I was referencing with, is that Dana hates Matt's loud gulping when he drinks water. So something like that would drive Blair crazy. And Matt is most scared of doing a call-in and getting uh, threatened with jail in a foreign country. Especially with the way he dresses. And he's another person who lists Africa as a country as well. My favourite thing with uh, Matt that shows that he actually has actual experience is that he bought a house at the age of 21. The only drawback is that it would have been a house in Virginia, so chances are the house might have been really cheap. It could be like a Dwight K. Schrute's house from The Office. To be fair, the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in was in Virginia, so please don't badmouth it. Okay. It was a very, very nice hotel and very cheap. Uh, So, how do you think that... Dana and Matt are going to go. Uh, if there's the well, dance, well. they get to do a dancing challenge like in with the, you know, with that boy band in uh, Japan from a couple seasons back. Uh, they might do fairly well, but thinking overall, um, I think I put like seventh or something. Yeah, or no fourth. I put fourth. Yeah, I'm thinking up there too. Maybe even top three. Mm, I don't know. And our final team is Kurt and Brody who are friends and ultimate Frisbee teammates from Connecticut and Florida. And Kurt is an accounts manager at PepsiCo, and Brody is a social media creator, which is not a job title. He created <laughs> social media. Respect. He's literally Al Gore. He invented the internet. And Kurt's first descriptive word is Christian. Oh, uh, yes. I Will wouldn't it be necessarily like... put my religion in there as a describing word for yourself. So he must be he must be extremely religious then. Coming from a practicing Catholic, I hope he's not too OTT with us because he'll annoy me. I, but you know what? I don't think he could be totally over the top because he wants to go to Egypt, and Egypt's all about worshiping gods that aren't his god. So I'm you know I'm surprised he wants to go there, which is his first place he wants to go when he's um, Christian. Plus, a very Muslim country, and also he has another red flag, which is that he's a cancer survivor. So you bet that'll get brought up. I just have horrible visions of them being another Dave Connor. I was thinking, when he puts Christian as the first thing on his bio, is that going to be, like, the Christian side, like, you know, the Australian guy from the 1968 Olympics podium type of Christian? 
or the Andy and Tommy where they just, you know, just go way, way downhill with that. Yeah, preachy. Yes. And, oh, he actually used the word Genesis in his bio, which I don't think I've ever seen before, which <laughs> which Rooster Teeth would have had a different use of the word Genesis, but uh, Kurt still was able to fit it in uh, nonetheless. Plus, he loves salsa dancing. Hopefully, uh, Tostitos is a sponsor. And Brody also commits another biographical faux pas in thinking that frisbee lover is one word and you can hyphenate it. Wrong. <laughs> Maybe he just loves Rob Frisbee from the first season of Amazing Ranks. Maybe. He just loves the original winner. He's a frisbee lover. To be fair, Rob and Brennan were at the last start line. It's not out of the question. <laughs> and Brody's hobbies include spending time with his family which I'm pretty sure is a euphemism used uh, when someone is forced to stand down in politics after a scandal of some description. And Brody's biggest fear about flying is a lack of legroom, which, you know, I can understand. And his biggest pet peeve about Kurt is that he can sometimes be late slash tardy. Did production really make him include the word late because they thought tardy might offend someone if they didn't know what it meant? I thought tardy was just meant to be a pun. Oh, with Kurt being a Christian... Does that mean when he goes into a church that he'll still be wearing a hat? Probably not. Oh, I that. <laughs> Do you really think they'll go back to um, to a church after the controversy that it caused last time? The thing is, with Amazing Race producers, they never really learn their lesson as we've learned in more recent seasons. So hopefully they do, because that was hilarious. What about potato spitting? Yes, they spit on... No, they, they Let's tossed do that while potatoes, wearing like, a hat. What would somebody think about the potatoes and the poor sellers? So where do you see Kurt and the Brody placing? Third place. I think they'll round out the top three with the Kings and Tokels. Tokels. Mm, I think they'll do well. They could be top three. Top three, baby. Top three. So is there anything else to say about this season before we get busy for the next two weeks and then I stress about the, pre- uh, the first recap? No. No, <laughs> I just don't. I don't think this will be a very interesting season. I think it'll be a lot of the same with and dull teams who are too hyper aware of trying to control what footage they give to uh, producers, and then ultimately leave the producers with really nothing to work with in terms of storyline or hilariousness throughout the course of the season. From what I've heard on the grapevine, this is apparently quite a good season, but. Looking at this cast, I don't see how it can be. It worries me slightly. Is it? Do you think it's just going to be a bunch of teams that are just going to suck at the race and that's where the entertainment value is supposed to be? Is that nobody knows what they're doing for the most part? Well, if you remember, in season 13, nobody used a U-turn and season 14, they added in the twist to it. I don't think anyone's going to U-turn each other this season because they are way too aware of their public image. And you need teams who don't really give a tar. Yeah. to make that sort of a twist work. So I think this could mean that if we get a season 29, it will have an evolution of the U-turn again. Maybe even the must-vote U-turn. If we get a must-vote U-turn, that'd be awesome out of this. Can you imagine the trouble that will cause? Oh, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> Lou and Jamal, you've been U-turned three times in a row. <laughs> I think the record in the Israeli version for that is five. One team got U-turned wow. five times from must-vote. Wow. It got that bad that they actually had to introduce a twist where it was a double uh, must-vote U-turn, where the must-vote U-turn was the first one, and then the team who got U-turned got to pick someone uh, also to get U-turned, because that that team just kept getting U-turned every time. That's good. God, I love Israel. I can't wait for Hammer House to come back. (laughs) So, 
Thank you for listening to this UL Team Number podcast. You can join us from February the 14th to recap all season long. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page at Reality TV Warriors or on our Twitter account at RTV Warriors or our own Twitter pages MJ Harmstone, Like Super Quacky, and Bear 333333. Bye. Bye. Hashtag 250, hashtag RTV Warriors, hashtag Tokels, and hashtag Drooler. Logan. Duh.